Fast Forward Productions. The women are speaking. This is the Unfiltered Entrepreneur. My name is Ashley Pollard. Here you will find business tips, entrepreneurial advice, and an honest account of mistakes I make along the way. I will also have some friends along for the ride who can add in their own experience, obstacles, and what we can all learn from each other. Entrepreneurship can be a lonely road, but not in my circle. We are all in this together. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of The Unfiltered Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Ashley Pollard. And as the title suggests, I'm going to fuck some shit up today. You know, I want to talk a little bit about some advice in the online space that I think is just fucking stupid. And if you have kids around, this is a cursing podcast. I'm just warning you. But here's the thing is that I really do think that some of you have lived in this online space bubble for so long that you don't realize there are other industries in the world that don't operate with the same jargon that we use. There's such siloed information inside the online space that some stuff just doesn't work when you get out of this like course creator group program world. There's digital service providers who can only stay in this world and there's digital service providers who can work out of it. There's copywriters who only know how to write sales page copy for course creators. And there's copywriters who can write a sales page for a course creator or for perfume line. And that diversification of skills is something that I really encourage you to do. It's something I really push inside the doers and something I almost require inside of the roundtable is that we think bigger than the online space. If you are only successful in the online space and cannot get off of it, that's a concern to me. Because I do think we're going to experience a documentary about this space sometime in the next year or two and about how it's kind of the new MLM. So I would get out while you can. And that doesn't mean fully out, but that means toe the line where you can do offline businesses and online businesses so that if you have to diversify your revenue, you heard it first. You don't have to be worried about how you're going to grow or how you're going to scale or how you're going to make it because you can only work in the online space. I do think as you start working with diversified businesses, there's some things that you have to know. And some of these are questions that came up from one of my past episodes about working with offline businesses. So I want to answer some of those here by way of kind of giving you guys some tips and tricks and advice. The first thing that I want you to know is that the consumer experience is a crock of shit. Okay. People spend so much money on the, the consumer experience, the consumer experience, the customer experience. It is such bullshit. It really is like, fine, maybe it works in the online space. It doesn't matter offline. My clients out of the digital space don't care about the onboarding automation. They don't care about onboarding, period. They don't care about anything automated. It is so fast that they're like, can you send over a proposal? And there have been times that I'll reach out to people on behalf of my clients and ask for a proposal from someone. And they'll say, oh, yeah, we can get it to you in a couple days. And we go with someone else. And then I get their proposal and it's super designed and it comes in a Dubsado thing and a HoneyBook thing. And I'm like, you just lost the client because you designed something for them instead of just sending an email. A lot of times, big business is done in the text and in email. So a lot of times, all people really need is, generally speaking, send me over an email and send me over a proposal. 
most of the time when you're working with bigger businesses, the proposal is the contract. So instead of saying, here's a proposal, and then they choose the thing, and then it populates this thing, that's not how it works. I don't think any of my high-paying clients offline, and they are digital businesses, let's say, because we're doing social media or like email marketing for them. None of them got a proposal. When they say a proposal, they mean a contract. So when I send the proposal, I send the contract. It says the deliverables. It says the start date. It says how we work together. That says everything that would be in a proposal anyway. So I send over the contract with an email generalizing the deliverables that they see everything, and it's fast. I can't tell you how many busy people in big businesses are annoyed by a highly designed, well-crafted customer experience because it's fucking slow and it's kind of unnecessary. You know, it breeds a little bit of like pick me energy. It's a little bit of like, we get it. Like you're fighting so hard for our business. We just want someone who can do the job. So that's one thing that you have to know. I kind of got rid of like giving a shit about consumer experience then because I was like, this is just a little bit excessive. It's also part of the reason that I love the doers so much. You know, my consumer experience is automated whenever people join the doers. And that's great. That's perfect. Wonderful. But for all of these different services, it's too much. The second thing that I think will rattle your brains is that there is nobody who will take you seriously. Maybe not nobody, but speaking on behalf of my clients, I don't think any of them would ever, ever fill out an intake form connected to a scheduler to book a call with you to pay you. Since the dawn of me being in the online space, I've always thought this is the most obscenely stupid shit on the planet. You're telling me for me to pay you, I have to fill out this 20 question application form. Why am I applying to work with you? I'm not going to school. Why am I filling out an application form? Why am I choosing time for on your schedule? Shouldn't it be on my schedule? I'm the client. And what if there isn't time available when I want to talk to you? I would never, ever, ever do that with my high paying clients. You will never see me sending a schedule or link. You will never see me asking them to send in to fill out an intake form. One of the biggest names in the product space right now reached out to me to work together. She sent me an email and said, hey, Ashley, it's so-and-so. I saw your TikTok. I'd love to talk to you about ways that we can work together. I would never be in the running for what I'm in the running to do with her if I sent her an intake form and a scheduler. She's way too busy. Instead, I said, great, here are three times I have available and I will move any of my other meetings if these three times don't work. That's it. And people are like, but how do you prep for the call? I'm a professional. Okay. I show up. I say, give me the scoop. What's going on? I can give you a little bit of insight into our business. But first, I want to hear like, why are we getting on the call? Like, what's the point of us talking? Like, what's the problem that brings us here? She's going to go into it. I'm going to say, great. All of that sounds good. I'm going to tell you a little bit about us. And I'm going to probably ask some of the questions that are on that intake form. But she should not lift a finger. The online space has made it so hard to get paid. And I don't understand why. In any other industry, the client is treated like a queen, which means don't lift a finger. Don't lift a finger scheduling. Don't lift a finger telling me about your business. I have never thought that any of this makes sense. Have I played the game because that's how this industry works? Yes. I think it's fucking stupid, though. But that's how it works in the online space. Fine. You got to play those rules. You want to get offline. You want to make sure that you take note of that. The third thing is that they are not hiring a yes man. 
I see this a lot of times when people go from online space into offline brands or product brands or working with talent or something like that. I see a lot of times people getting really scared and really nervous and saying yes to everything. I think in the online space, it has very much been the service provider is the person to worship instead of the client being the person to worship. When you move offline, what you start to notice is that not only should the client be treated with respect, but the most respectful thing you can do is disagree with them and put them in their place a little. Now, this doesn't mean being rude, but most of the time, if people are hiring you for big bucks to do something, they're hiring you for your opinion. They know that they don't know the most. So it is not good business to say, sure, we could do that. Okay, yeah, fine, we'll do that. Okay, fine, we'll do that. Knowing it's not the right move. I continue to resign with our big clients because I'll say to them, I wouldn't do that. I don't think that's the right move. If I were you, I would do this instead. Now, at the end of the day, I want to give them options. I want to say, here's what you could do. Here's what you could do. You could go your way, but my concern is X, Y, Z. And they get to make the decision. At the end of the day, I'm there. My team is there to make sure that not only do they feel briefed on the directions that we could go, but also the implications that I've thought three steps ahead. And if they choose to do something against my better judgment, I have no problem with that. I at least want them to understand what those different routes might mean for them, for their business, for the kickback that they might get or the pushback that they might get. And they want that. They want that level of respect where someone says, no, I don't think we should do that. Here's what we should consider. Here are a few different options. They really want somebody who's willing to say and able with the experience to say, here are the different things that I want you to consider as we're moving forward. If you are someone who kind of feels a little bit hesitant to do that, hesitant to push back, hesitant to stand up for yourself and say what you feel and stand up for your strategy, it's going to be tough because they want somebody who they're not hiring to do a job. They're hiring an opinion as well. These are all different things that I don't really see in the online space. And the online space is completely contorted actual business in a way where when I entered the space, I was like, all of this stuff is so stupid. But here we are. You know, if if you want to play hockey, you got to put on the skates. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. And one last one, I guess I could also throw in discovery calls, not a thing that I've never heard that word in my entire life. And I worked with businesses, product brands, et cetera, for a long time. You could call it an informational call. You could say, let's get on the phone, like that kind of thing. But like, if you were to say book a discovery call to one of my brands that are in Sephora or sold in grocery stores or that are run by famous people that you know and love, they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? It is not a term that's used anywhere else. So what I want you guys to think about as I, this is what I do inside the roundtables. They really, really, really challenge people to have two feet in their business. One that is online, one that is, I say offline, but it's definitely still the exact same work. It's more like within this online space of this bubble of this industry but also doing the exact same work, but maybe with something a bit more physical. Maybe it's a location, maybe it's a product, maybe it's a personal brand and a person who knows their space. And when you move into that, things change. You cannot do the same thing that you've been doing. You cannot pitch with a proposal and services guide. You need to send a quick and brief email kind of describing who you are and what you're doing. So be prepared for that and know that if you do want to make the move into offline businesses, You're going to make more money. The contracts are going to be higher. You're going to have significantly almost no drama. There's almost nothing that is like last minute requests, especially if you put that boundary in place. 
You're not going to have petty bullshit. You're not going to have people obsessing over. Well, I don't know if I would say that. And it's like, yeah, no, you wouldn't. Rand would. And I think I know what I'm doing here. It is so much easier to work outside of the online space, in my opinion, unless you do it in a way that feels really, really, really authentic to you. However, that is. For me, it's most authentic to do the membership and to offer the membership for $197 a month or the subscription to the library for $97 a month. Because for me, I appreciate that lower price. I like selling at a lower price. Because if someone says, no, great, that's perfectly fine. I'm not like, no, I just lost $4,000. Instead, I'm like, that's okay, it's 200 bucks. I don't care. That's not gonna disrupt my business. On the flip side, I'm not taking so much from my consumers that I feel like they can't reinvest in things that might really move the needle, like a website or branding, et cetera, et cetera. Website and branding, also both things you don't need to work with offline businesses. What you do need, what you do need is a very, very, very clear framework for how you work. You need strong industry experience. And for easy yeses, you need a shit ton of testimonials. So get those in the online space if you'd like to, because you know that, and then migrate off and get a little bit of both. I still sell to the online space. I'm not going to act like I don't. I'm. why, Why do you think I'm doing here? However, I guess I'm not really selling now. I'm doing a podcast. But I have Dial Zero Marketing for a reason, because I like that easy business where we work, we do a month of content, a month in advance. We hardly have any edits. We almost never talk to our clients. We basically get carte blanche, which is great. We can do whatever we want. We get paid really, really, really well, which is fantastic. And over here with Team AP Consulting, my goal is to have the doers, to give back and to share my knowledge and share what I can do and build this incredible community. Because inside the club, we are like besties in there, which is amazing. And that feels good to me. If none of this feels good to you, then don't do it. My advice will always be, I'm allowed to be wrong to you. Every piece of advice that you hear is correct, and almost none of it is going to be correct for you. You have to sift through how it makes you feel, what you're excited about. And if I'm someone who you trust to help you walk through the process, you never have to pay me a dollar. You can tune into the podcast. You can send voice questions once a week for all I care. You can join my free things, which if you've taken the quiz, you'll gain access to. And hey, if you leave a review, then maybe I'll give you a little shout out and a little little something, something. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, hope this makes sense. Hope you enjoy. I don't want anyone to feel called out. I more so just want you to feel empowered that if you start to leave the online space, more is waiting for you. And it's a completely different world that no one's really talking about. But that's what I do here. I'll see you guys next time on the next episode of The Unfiltered Entrepreneur. Thank you.